Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to 31 Days of Terror 2023, day number 13. And I have two spooky stories for you today and story number one comes from Catherine. I was about two or three when this happened and only remember it vaguely. My sister remembers it better than I do and I recall most of this story from her. I remember that in my old neighbourhood there was an old man that would take walks around the neighbourhood frequently. There was a bus that would come to pick him up daily and take him to a place where people with mental health difficulties could go for the day and have a good time and get any and all the help that they needed. I live in West Michigan and this place was called the Hope Network. My sister recalls this man dying one day and the bus not coming to pick him up anymore. She also tells me that a few days after he died she saw him doing his daily walk again. Again, I remember this story vaguely, but when my sister tells it, she can tell it like it was only yesterday. Now, I'm a sceptic of most of the paranormal, but my sister is a wholehearted believer. She used to use crystals and all that witchy stuff that I never believed in. I have a few crystals, but I like them because they're pretty, not for the quote-unquote energy they give off. In my house, there is an open stairwell that leads to a long hallway where all of our rooms are. At the end of this hallway there is my room and adjacent to my room is my sister's room. Before both of our doors there is a part of the hallway that creaks when you step on it. I hear this part of the floor creak almost every night but no one is there. Of course I just blamed it all on the house or whatever but I could never get the feeling out of my head that there could be something there. Now to get back onto the topic of the crystals that my sister used. She would charge her crystals frequently until one day she stopped. I asked her why because I was the younger sister and always curious about what my older sister was doing. I asked her and she said, oh, they were drawing too much dark energy into the house so I stopped. I was a bit confused by what she meant by that. So I asked what she meant and she began to tell me of a few experiences that she had had. She told me that one night she was alone down in the kitchen when a beer can rolled off the top of our refrigerator There were a few others that she told me, but this was years ago and I don't remember the rest. Another time that my sister had experienced paranormal activity is when she was over at one of our family friend's cottage. Our cottage is very close and we have a walkway between both of them. She was sitting on the ground in our friend's cottage when one of the swivel chairs in the living room turned around on its own. My friend's mom brushed it off saying, Oh, that's just Grandpa Cook. I don't know much about their grandpa because he died when I was very young. All that I know is that he loved to be up at the cottage and that those chairs have been there when he was alive. 
that is the end of my spooky experiences and none of them are very harrowing as some of the submissions on the podcast. I wanted to include that last sentence because it is something that comes up all of the time. So people always add at the end of their stories or at the beginning of their stories or my story isn't as spooky as other people's or my story isn't as dramatic as some others on the podcast. And actually, I just wanted to take this opportunity to remind people that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if your story is about demons or if in this case it's about a smattering of various paranormal things that have happened throughout somebody's life. Somebody listening will be able to relate to the story and most people listening will probably be more so able to relate to stories that are more simple, if you know what I mean. So just to reiterate to people that you never need to apologise for your story. You never need to be like, oh, it's not as good as some of the other stories in the podcast or it's not as spooky or I often get people who say, I haven't written this very well. I promise you, your story is good, your story is spooky and your story is written well. Anyway, besides all of that, I think that um, all towns, cities, villages even have their own characters like the man you describe in the first story. Somebody that you see regularly, who has a routine, who walks a particular path and that, that those characters kind of gain a reputation in the town. You know, everybody knows about them, etc. So when they go, when they do pass away, it is generally quite a quite a huge loss and we talk about residual energy all the time on the podcast and it would make sense that for somebody like that man who walked the same route every day and had the same routine every day that that residual energy would of course be doing the same thing and I think in relation to the second part of your story where you talk about the creaky floorboard outside you in your sister's bedroom that you always thought well one of it isn't just the house settling I think that's always the way with skeptics isn't it where you you're like, it probably is fine, but there's always that niggling part of you that thinks, what if it's not fine? What if it isn't just the house settling? What if it is something else? And I personally know nothing about crystals. I'm like you, Catherine. I I don't don't dabble in crystals or know very much about them. I'm not a crystals gal. Some of my friends are. And I am pretty sure, based on my limited knowledge and based on things that show up on my For You page on TikTok, that a lot of crystals or there are some crystals at least that do bring negativity and do attract kind of negative energy also I think there's nothing more hardcore than when people are like oh that weird thing that just happened you you saw that swivel chair spin around oh yeah don't worry about it. that's just our dead granddad so don't worry about it that's hardcore behavior everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um. 
And story number two comes from Lisa. I've always been open to the idea of ghosts and the paranormal. I love scary movies, stories and TV shows and I have always thought there had to be something more out there but had never had any experiences at all until this happened. I was 22, just out of uni and just finished doing a bit of travelling before returning home to my little town in the UK. I was completely broke and moved back home with my parents to start to get some money in. I took the first job I could get my hands on. I wasn't fussy as I was headed back to uni in a few months anyway to start my masters so I just needed something to keep me going. I was working for a small solicitor's office working as their only administrator receptionist. I had to answer phones, do paperwork and billing in the back office and there was a bell on the front door to let me know when a member of the public had just walked in and I would walk out to the reception area to help. There were only six people who worked there and it was a pretty basic job. It may help to outline the layout of this place. It was a big Victorian house where every room had been converted into an office or a meeting room of some sort. When you approached it, there was a main front door like any other house and you were then faced with two doors, one directly in front of you which was for staff and locked to the public and one to the left which was for customers and led into the reception area. I would open the front door and go through the staff door each morning and have to walk around through the office to reception to unlock the door for customers from the inside. Upstairs the original kitchen was still in place and used by staff and what would have been a number of large bedrooms were additional offices. I'd worked at this place without incident for around six months. I was usually the first one to open up in the mornings as the office was a short walk from my house and everyone else tended to drive in. It was a gorgeous sunny summer day and as usual I opened up the main front door, unlocked the staff door, locked it behind me and walked around through the office to the reception area to open up the door for the customers from the inside. The mail had arrived earlier that day and I hadn't yet unlocked the door for the customers from the inside as it was still early and I decided to get a head start on opening up the envelopes for a few minutes. Suddenly, the still-locked customer door swung open. The bell on the door sounded and the door loudly banged the wall behind it. I jumped in shock and stared at it in disbelief. I knew I hadn't unlocked it. So how was this possible? Then I saw something out of the corner of my eye and there stood an elderly man. He was dressed in a brown tweed suit and had a matching trilby hat pulled down slightly over his face. But I could see some grey hair peeking out and could tell he looked like he was in his 70s at least. He was carrying a large black bag in one hand and standing there just looking around before slowly walking towards the now open customer door as if to leave the building. I just assumed that perhaps one of the solicitors had come in early to see a client and I called out to him. Excuse me? Is there anything I can help you with? To which the man didn't seem to hear me and he just kept walking. I repeated myself more loudly. Hello there. Is there anything I can help you with? But I was met with silence. The man walked straight out of the customer door which leads out onto some steps and down onto the street. And the second he stepped foot outside the customer door slammed shut behind him without him even touching it and the bell again made its usual loud ding. I went after him. I'm still not sure why to be honest and I went to open the customer door to see where he went and that customer door which slammed shut behind the man just seconds ago 
was now locked. Confused, I scrambled for my keys, opened the door and stood on the street. The man was nowhere to be seen. I checked the staff door from where I was standing and I had definitely locked it behind me. Where on earth had this man come from? There was no way he could have gotten away that quickly, especially down the stairs, and he was walking so slowly. We are talking seconds having passed here. Where did he go? I just sat on the steps of the building, completely dumbfounded. After a couple of minutes, some of the other staff members started to trickle in, and one of them who had worked there for some time immediately saw me and asked if everything was okay. It suddenly became clear that no one was in the building before me, which made me even more confused. I explained to her what had just happened, and by now a couple of the other staff members who stopped to hear me blurt out the story exchanged knowing glances. We wondered how long it would take for you to see him, one of them said. See who? I asked. The doctor. They explained to me that before being a solicitor's office, It had been a doctor's office run by a male doctor and his wife. They lived upstairs and used the downstairs of the house as the doctor's office until he had passed away some years before, at which point it had become what it is now. The doctor is regularly seen walking around the building and his wife is most commonly seen busying herself in the kitchen upstairs, humming away to herself. My colleague took me up to the attic, which is where we stored all of the company files. There she showed me some old photos of the building back then, which the solicitors had kept to show how they had refurbished the place, and they had kept a few things that had been left behind. While having a look through, she showed me an old photo, and the man I had just seen downstairs was right there smiling back at me, the good doctor and his wife. My experience opened up the floodgates to everyone sharing their encounters with the doctor and his wife, and it sounded like I got off lightly. I was too scared to move around the building on my own anymore. I had just a few weeks left before moving back to uni anyway, so I ultimately left early, as I just never felt comfortable after that, and never set foot inside the place again. Almost 20 years later, it is still the same old solicitor's office, which I still drive by on occasion, and I am always reminded of the doctor and his wife, and the fact that paranormal activity isn't just restricted to spooky locations at night time like it is in the movies but literally can come out of nowhere, in broad daylight, in the most unexpected of places. I love stories like this, Lisa, for exactly that reason. That they don't always have to take place in a spooky, old, creepy house in the middle of the night. That actually you can just be bustling around your workplace and have a paranormal experience. That sounded almost threatening. Like, you can have a paranormal experience in your workplace during the day. You just wait, it's going to happen to you. But it is so true. And I find those stories really compelling because you are in your workplace and you're thinking, oh shit, did I leave the door open and let somebody in? And you're you're actively reaching out to that who you think is a person or who was at least a person and saying, hey, are you okay? Do you need something? You know, do you need help? And then you realise, oh my God, this couldn't have happened, this series of events, this sequence of events could not have happened. And then to see a literal photograph of the ghost of that person when they were alive and smiling, like that same morning, seeing that photograph is crazy. I love it. And I do think often that blows people's minds, um, especially if you're from America and you're from a relatively new 
town, city, development, whatever it is. In Canterbury, for example, where I live, a lot of businesses are old Victorian houses that have been refurbed. So while Lisa was like telling this story, all I could picture in my head was my dentist's office and my dentist is in an old Victorian house and it looks like an old Victorian house and you go inside and it's still, the layout is still an old Victorian house. And it's crazy to think that actually whatever amount of years ago, people were just milling around in those houses doing their daily things. And then in this instance, it became a different business like a doctor's office and his home. And then it becomes the office that you work in now. And they're often pokey with uneven floors. And, you know, you've got drafts that come in and it's it is like it is really interesting. And obviously that doctor was going about his day to day, that residual energy and his wife going about her day to day, humming around in the kitchen, busying herself, doing all the things that she needed to do because that was their life. That wasn't just their workplace. It was also their home. So it makes sense that that residual energy is still knocking around. Oh, love it. Thank you so much to Catherine and Lisa for sending in your stories. Remember, if you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra spooky content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you tomorrow. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.